from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Twenty seconds to shoot. Sutherland over to Engelman on the right wing. Engelman driving inside, blocked by Brittany Griner and out of bounds. Brittany Griner with her fourth block already, and she has surpassed Alyssa DeHaan's 503 career blocks. So Brittany Griner now the number two all-time NCAA leader in blocks. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor. By Alliance Bank Central Texas. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. On the web at thebaylorclub.com. By Kaleo Wealth Management. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. I didn't coach her, but I coached against her a lot. I game plan for her. Um, and she was one of the first people to reach out to me when I got this job. And she was super excited about me getting the job, about coming, um, you know, us getting her back here. Um, the goal is to get her jersey retired and hanging in the in, in the uh, rafters. I, I love Nikki. I always like playing against her. Uh, she was always amazing. And uh, I can't wait to come out and see her. And hopefully I can catch a game or something before I go over, over to Russia. I really want to get down there. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Lena Hayden into Griner. Griner scoops it! Right over Stewart. One-handed jam from Brittany Griner. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on a Tuesday afternoon. How about that news? Uh, came was released publicly yesterday afternoon after we were off the air. But uh, Brittany Griner's number forty-two Baylor women's basketball jersey set to be retired. Ceremony will take place around the Baylor Texas Tech women's game February eighteenth in Foster Pavilion. So really nice move there, and uh, Brittany, we will be back for the. Uh, for the honor, for the recognition. And, Aaron, I think that's a really cool deal, recognizing, uh, I mean, you can easily say, Brittany Griner, the most decorated women's basketball player in Baylor history. Yeah, and I was really happy to see that. Well-deserved, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a cool event. Yeah, very nice. So that'll come up uh, again. Plenty more to talk about between now and then. But February 18th, uh, the Baylor-Texas Tech women's game. Um, that's when the ceremony will take place. So, very good, and that gets us started on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, incidentally, look ahead to that game. Uh, Brenda Van Langen will do play-by-play for that game on television, and Brenda will join us later in the hour. Brenda does a ton of Big 12 games, has for many, many years. First, the Fox Sports Package, now ESPN, and uh, she is uh, Brenda's very versatile. She can do play-by-play or color but she's done a ton of women's basketball games in the league, lives in Kansas City, or I think outside Kansas City. But we'll visit with her later in the hour, get her thoughts on uh, this current Baylor team, the honor for Brittany Griner, and all those things uh, coming up with Brenda Van Langen. So uh, we are off and running on a Tuesday. Aaron, you know this. We'll let our listeners know this is a 
You know how baseball does uh, getaway day games? A lot of times they're on a Thursday instead of a night game. Right, they play a right. Thursday afternoon because that's the last game of a series a lot of times mm-hmm. and gets the uh, visiting team out and on the road. Well, this is kind of a getaway show <laughs> today <laughs> because as soon as we finish, I'm headed to the airport and uh, we are headed to Orlando. Baylor basketball versus UCF coming up tomorrow. Uh, I've had more than one person say, oh, you're going to go to Disney World while you're there. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but it is uh, it is tempting. It is a thought. Ward was telling me hey, he remembers a trip way back and just how cool the the uh, fireworks over uh, the castle were at Disney World. Uh, and we went, when our kids were growing up, we went not every summer, but we went a bunch. I don't even know how many times, but that was our that was our go to vacation during the summer uh, when our kids were little. So we have been there a bunch. Really enjoy it. Um, and uh, it's funny. Terry and I had a conversation at one point. You know, hey, would we ever go back to Disney? Just us, just the two of us. And it's sort of like maybe, but we can't really picture it going without the kids. You know. Yeah, because that was such a big part of it, the whole family and the kids. But I bet you could go as I know people uh, who go um, without their kids. I do, too. I do, too. have a great time. They have a name for those people. No, no. No, they're called Disney adults. Disney adults. There's other names for them, but I I don't know what those would be. Disney adults. Yeah, no, there's. Yeah, I've I've actually seen a short. There's full documentaries, but I've actually seen a short YouTube feature. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, that there's couples that got married there and that yeah. take their their vacation every year is a week yeah. at Walt Disney World. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, there's plenty there for rel- literally for all ages. Yeah, I've never been. Okay, so the one in California is Disneyland. Yeah, I've been to Disney World. Okay, uh, my mom had to go to a conference when I was probably about eleven, ten or eleven. Yeah, and uh, her and another Good nurse. time to go. Yeah, her and another nurse went to this conference and she had. A son almost my exact age, and so we got to hang out. Wow, that's great. I actually liked Epcot Center better than Did you? better than Disney World. Yeah. that It just had a lot of cool things. Uh, at the time, uh-huh. a lot of cutting-edge cool things. Yeah, yeah. A- and it was thinking, so futuristic. Well, it? And thinking about it, that I it was the uh, – when I went, and so this would have been early 80s, okay. probably 82 or 83, they had the first IMAX screen already up. Oh, wow, And it was obviously, really? yeah, one of their nature documentaries. You know, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember because it was like, you know how they're surround sound? It was right. kind of surround vision. It was wow. just all around you. That's A huge IMAX screen and kind of curved. So that's that's the main thing I remember from it. That and the hotel we were staying in had a mini arcade. <laughs> and we spent about half the time in that. <laughs> right, right. Something we could have done anywhere, but, right. you know. Disney, something for everybody. Yeah. Really cool. Oh, all right, we're headed to Orlando. This is a work trip because uh, Baylor basketball is a tough game against UCF. It's tomorrow night, 6 o'clock on the air at 5.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll come to you uh, in the 2 o'clock hour live from Orlando tomorrow. I'll give you a report on uh, Orlando. Okay. I don't know where we're staying. I don't, I don't know if we're staying near the parks huh. i haven't i don't know i'll know by tomorrow gotcha because we'll be there. yeah let me know where you're staying out there's what and I'm, that's nothing to do with right anything just right. personal i'm gonna look up and see if you're close to something okay okay good yes i will uh report back to you on that all right we're off and running on a tuesday how about this that's basketball 
Um, Brittany Griner, the, the Jersey retirement coming up on February 18th, talked about the Baylor men headed to Orlando to play UCF coming up tomorrow. And uh, how about this? The uh, Big 12 football schedule has been released. That came this morning. I know you all talked about it a lot on the press box, but we'll uh, dive into that a little bit when we come back. So look at the uh, Baylor schedule. We now know the dates. Now they can uh, settle on a homecoming date and all of those things. Plus, who do you get at home? Who do you catch on the road? And the Big 12 schedule coming up this year. Look at all that when we come back. Hey, glad you're with us on a Tuesday afternoon. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. Building a relationship with each client is the staff at Kaleo Wealth Management's ultimate goal. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco, 254-751-5050. Also, we come to you from the Allen Samuels Studios. Thanks to Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Back with us, John Morris Show on a Tuesday, beautiful day here in Central Texas. Aaron, we're headed to Orlando. We talked about that. Baylor and UCF comes up tomorrow night. Always look ahead to the uh, weather wherever we're going. And this time of year, it's usually to a colder climate. Uh, and and Orlando is very similar to Waco. Like the low uh, tomorrow is 46 and the high is 68. So pretty similar to what we've got here in Waco right now. It's just amazing. <laughs> pretty nice weather. Yeah, I'm going to go home and walk. Yeah. It's going to cool off pretty quick, but not too bad. It'll cool off pretty quick down to the lower 60s. So, right. <laughs> uh, but so I'm going to get home. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get out and enjoy the weather tonight. Absolutely. So really nice weather here and uh and in Orlando. All right, we mentioned uh Big 12 released uh its football schedules for 2024. I think the league did a really good job, and, and again, I'll give credit to Brett Yormark, but they made this kind of a, a big deal like the NFL does with their schedule release. They made this a big deal this morning with the Big 12 football schedule release. So now we know everybody's schedule coming up. Don't have times yet, but uh, for Baylor, six home games this year. August 31st is the first game at home against Tarleton. That'll be fun. We got to get uh, Bruner Motors to uh, be the sponsor of that game. Tarleton in Stephenville and uh, Greg and, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville and Greg and his family, great Baylor folks. So Baylor and Tarleton season opener August thirty first, week two at Utah. And remember, this is the back half of the home and home. Utah played here in Waco last mm-hmm. year, non conference game. Non conference game, yeah. But Utah's going to be in the Big 12 this year, but this will be a non conference <laughs> yes, game. Just, so don't get all, don't get worried about it. Right. It's not, it's not that just big so, a deal. It's something that had to play out. It you had know? to. It yeah. had to. If people making a big deal out of it, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, you don't understand what happened. They had a home and home. They've got to finish that, and it can't just make the second part of it a conference game now. It's got to right. be non-conference. Right. It was scheduled that way. Right. So um, at Utah, week two, September 7th, it's like when Baylor softball played Oklahoma, part of an early season tournament last year. Remember, beat them four to three. Right. That's Only a lost great, the year for great OU. Yeah, it's just, that was a non-conference game. Yep. Baseball this year plays uh, TCU, a midweek non-conference game at one point. 
it just makes sense for yeah. RPI, and and you just got to know travel that it's, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. you just got to know that it's a it's a non conference game. So uh, don't get bent out of shape about that at Utah week two. It's a non conference game. Air Force comes to Waco September fourteenth. I think the last time we played Air Force uh, didn't turn out so good. Am I right? <laughs> That's correct. All right. Air Force here, September 14th. The significance there is um, that's not coming off an open date. There's no extra time to prepare. you got to face the Air Force triple option, you know, on one week's prep, normal week's prep. So that'll be tough, and uh, that'll be fun to have Air Force in Waco. Uh, week four for Baylor, September 21st, conference opener. At Colorado, September 21st. That'll be a fun trip. September 28th, BYU in Waco. October 5th, Iowa State on the road in Ames. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six games in. Then the Bears have their open date for the year, October 12th. And uh, that's pretty good. If you can get the open date right in the middle of the season, you know, you never can Yes, really, where you'd want that to fall. Um, but to have it right in the middle of the season is not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's they're, that's pretty close to ideal, I would assume. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So October 12th will be an open date. If anybody needs to have a wedding in uh, the fall, who gets married during football season, October 12th is an open date for Baylor. Uh, October 19th, we go to Lubbock, Baylor at Texas Tech, the 26th, Oklahoma State in Waco, November 2nd, TCU in Waco. And there's actually a second open date, November 9th. Uh, that is open for the Bears also. And as I look at that, that is right about the start of basketball season, next basketball season. So an open date, November 9th. Two open dates for Baylor, October 12th and November 9th. November 16th at West Virginia. Uh, November 23rd at Houston. And then November 30th in Waco, Kansas, Senior Day to close the regular season. So that's the schedule for Baylor football. Six home games, six on the road uh, this year. Uh, Home games, Tarleton, Air Force, BYU, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Kansas. There you go. So it's official. Now we just need game times. Yeah. (laughs) Which we should get, you know, the first two or three right. we should get pretty quick because a lot of times the network networks uh, weigh in and get those done pretty quick. Uh, otherwise, the others are going to be 12 days out or six days out over the course of the season. I, to be honest, haven't had a chance to look at the entire Big 12 schedule yet to know if there's anything that seems... I don't know. People dissect that thing from every angle. <laughs> right. You know, to say, well, how do they get three home games in a row or something like that. I mean, that's not as big a deal, I don't think, in football as it might be in basketball. But uh, the only thing that I noticed was Kansas is playing a couple of games at uh, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City because they've got a major renovation of their stadium going on. So that would be nice for KU, coming off a really good year, to uh, play a couple of games at the home of the Chiefs. All right, there is the Big 12 football schedule, the Baylor portion of that. Big 12 championship game set for December 7th in Arlington on ABC. The open dates for Baylor in football, October 12th and November 9th. If I'm guessing on homecoming, and it's just a guess, it's purely a guess. You know, September 22nd, uh, 28th against BYU, that's a little early. Maybe Oklahoma State, October 26th, maybe. Yeah. 
or TCU is the next week, November 2nd. Uh, I, I'm just guessing it'll be one of those. But again, that's don't take that to the bank. Don't make right, any right. plans around that. <laughs> that's just me speculating. All right, that's a look at the uh, Baylor football schedule coming back for 2024. Aaron, we didn't talk yesterday about uh, a uh, NFL championship games. The Super Bowl is now set. What do you think of the matchup? I, it was who I thought it would be. Yeah. I think it'll be a pretty great Super Bowl, and I think the Chiefs will win. Chiefs again. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm not. You'd have to be crazy to bet against or to pick against Pat, Pat Mahomes. Right, I mean, right. It's just incredible what he's able to do. I like Brock Purdy a lot. He's an Iowa State guy, great Christian guy. I like him a lot. But uh, I would, I would, uh, you know, I don't have a dog in the hunt, but I would pick the Chiefs also. So that'll be fun to see. It'll be nice to watch and not have any rooting interest. Right. I mean, I guess I'm kind of rooting against the 49ers, so that's not right. 100% true. But I can just watch it to enjoy it. There's no... Yeah, there's no fantasy football. There's no there's no fantasy playing. No, there is, but it's not like one game is. Oh yeah, that's true. Really, it's called a showdown slate, and I yeah, I, I don't like them. Huh. I don't do well at them. Uh, but they're that's because they're really really hard. You yeah, know, you have to you have to find players that you hope maybe I guess get two passes or something right. like that because you got to you know you've got to have some cheap players in your lineup and it's. It's frustrating. I don't like it. <laughs> and, and it's in uh, Las Vegas, right? Super Bowl's in Las Vegas? I, good. Oh, wait, you don't know that? I don't know. I don't I ever keep up with where it's right. at. I really. <laughs> no, I think that's right. Isn't that wild, though, to think about the NFL hosting a Super Bowl in Las Vegas when they used to be so hands-off from anything related to gambling, and, and that included Las Vegas. <laughs> Is that right? That is at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Oh, man, that's wild. It means our man Q will be right in the middle of all that stuff. Oh, yeah. That'll be cool. All right, very good. Let's take a break. When we come back, as promised, let's visit with Brenda Van Langen. Brenda does uh, play-by-play and color for Big 12 women's basketball games on uh, ESPN. She did the Baylor-Oklahoma State women's game this past Sunday. Uh, she will be back to do a Baylor game, Baylor Tech, on February 18th. Happens to be the game when uh, Brittany Griner's jersey is retired. So let's talk about all of that with Brenda Van Langen when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Same ownership, same family-operated business. John Embry now handing things off to Braden Embry. It covers four generations the great new larger Waco location, 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6. A new store, yes, but you'll find the same great customer service and low prices that customers expect. They've also got a location in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5, Saturday 8 to noon, 24-7 on the web at pioneerboys.com. That is Pioneer Steel and Pipe. We're also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers. DMRA at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. They use a lot of clock there and then hit the three. Fauntleroy with a big three. And the Baylor Bears will leave Stillwater with the victory, 72-60 over the Cowboys. Now back 
to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, John Morris Show on a Tuesday. Uh, that is a highlight cut uh, television ESPNU from Sunday. The Baylor women's win over Oklahoma State. Great road win for Nikki Collin and the Bears now home hosting Texas. Big game coming up in Foster Pavilion coming up on Thursday. The play-by-play call you heard was uh, authored by our guest, Brenda Van Langen, who is uh, so nice to join us today, traveling in the middle of meetings. But, Brenda, thanks for making a few minutes for us. It is great to have you on with us. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. It's good to talk to you. And you as well. Thanks very much. Uh, Enjoyed your broadcast of the game. Uh, Let's do some business talk here first. I think of you most uh, as doing color analysis work, but you were doing play-by-play on Sunday uh, and did a great job. Are you doing more and more play-by-play these days? Yeah. um, You know, all those years that I did uh, the Big 12 package on Fox Sports, for the most part, I was – the analyst, right. uh, and then there was a little period of time around 2010 and 11 uh, when they shifted me over to play-by-play on Fox Sports, and then they shifted me back to analyst, and at that time, ESPN picked me up as play-by-play. Uh. So I've actually been doing play-by-play for ESPN and SEC Network and others for about 10 years now, uh, but I still do. I'm um, still the analyst on Big Ten Network and some uh, and like some ESPN Plus games. So I think I might be one of the only ones in the country that is is doing both play by play and being the analyst. But uh, it really, you know, it, it opened up my career about uh, 12, 15 years ago when I, I started doing both, and it, it provided me a lot of a lot more opportunities to do games, especially on ESPN. So it's. It's been a really good thing for my career. Yeah, well, kudos to you. That's great. And uh, it is great to be uh, versatile in that way, isn't it? Play-by-play or color. Well, yeah, and it's um, the cool thing for me is as a former player and former coach, I enjoy very much being the analyst. But when I sit in a play-by-play role, uh, I get the opportunity to work side by side with some of the best coaches and former players in the game, and uh, you know the list of people that I've worked with is pretty remarkable. So it's it's uh, it's been so much fun to be able to do both. That's cool. Like Cheryl Swoops on Sunday, that was that That's was right. impressive, and she did a good job. I don't know that I've ever heard her before, but she did a really good job. Yeah, this is her first year oh, uh, doing. Uh, uh, analyst work at least for the college level i know she's worked with athletes unlimited and done a few wnba games but this is her first year on the college broadcast so she's going to be working with me on some big 12 games and even the big 12 tournament this year so yeah that's that's one you know i've even worked with uh candace parker and tamika catchings over the years and some great coaches like holly warlick and carol ross and gail Gestencourse and others so yeah, sitting in that play-by-play role has been uh, fun to be able to work with a lot of great people. Look at you. That's great. That is terrific. <laughs> well, again, thanks for your time. Uh, so let's play Where in the World is Brenda Van Langen today? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing you're between games or maybe headed to your next game. Where are you today? Today I'm, I'm at home in Kansas City. Okay. Uh, it is it is our annual event, Win for KC. It's the Women's Intersport Network for Kansas City. I've been involved with this women's sports organization for 25 plus years and we're hosting our annual national girls and women in sports day i don't think the actual day is till next week right. but 
they uh, they bumped it up a little bit earlier this week. So it's a great event in Kansas City that I've been involved with for a, a lot of years. So uh, I'm attending that today. Very and, nice. Uh, my next my next basketball game is uh, next Sunday at Arkansas. So. I get a little time. I just got off of a stretch of three games in four days. Oh, wow. I was at, <laughs> at Missouri Thursday at Iowa. I get to do a Caitlin oh, nice. game at Iowa on Saturday and then in Stillwater on Sunday. So I, I'm getting a little breather here, and my next game is at Arkansas. Nice. Very good. Well, you're a good person to ask this question of. Um, the, the state of women's college basketball it just seems like it just gets bigger and bigger, and there's more games that people, you know, are appointment uh, television to watch or appointment radio to listen to. Would you agree with that, that it's just growing in popularity by leaps and bounds these days? Absolutely. It, it has exploded, and it's so great to see as somebody that's been involved with this game a long time uh, to see the crowds that are coming to games, the television ratings that we're getting, the investment by sponsors. Um, it's just, it's a, it's an exciting time right now in women's basketball. And, you know, there are some big stars, but there are some incredible programs and coaches. And, uh, you know, it, we've, we've been working for this for a long time in women's mm-hmm. basketball. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see. That is really cool. And uh, I would say you've been a part of that by your support of women's college basketball and all the games you've done. So congratulations to you on that as well. Uh, you said you'll be in Waco to do a Baylor game coming up February 18th. Baylor and Texas Tech. That game uh, became, well, the ticket price uh, went up, I think, a little bit yesterday <laughs> with the announcement that uh, Brittany Griner will be here and she'll have her jersey retired on that day. That'll be cool for you to be here for that game. Yeah, I, when I saw that announcement, I was so excited about it because, of course, um, I was on so many of the broadcasts when uh, Brittany was in school. I think I think at one time I counted it up, and it was w- well over thirty broadcasts oh, wow. in her career. And uh, yeah, you know that's when I did the Fox Sports package on on big uh, when we had the Big Twelve package. And you know, anyway, to see the fact that she's coming back and and finally getting her jersey retired, and uh, you know the fans that that adored her so much will get a chance to thank her and celebrate her. Uh, I'm glad I'm going to be in Waco on that day and new Foster Pavilion, so I'm excited about that. Great, great. Her uh, her team, the 2012 team, the undefeated 40 and 0 national champion. She was the you know she was the All American post player on that team. What a team! What a season that was to go 40 and 0 and win the national championship. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a ride, and uh, you know they went to the Final Four the year before as well, and. And then had a terrific season her senior year and that upset uh, against Louisville and the the Sweet 16. But, you know, it was just a remarkable career. And, you know, uh, one of the all-time scorers in in, uh, NCAA history, she's still the all-time shot blocker in NCAA history. And I just remember so many of the calls of not only how many shots did she block, but how many shots she affected by her presence inside and, Anyway, uh, you know, and she's had a terrific WNBA career and, uh, you know, so glad to have her back in the United States and just just glad, really glad that uh, I'll be there. Uh, Not only for that game, I'll be in Waco, but uh, I'll also be back uh, 
for the rematch against Oklahoma State at the mm. beginning of March. So I haven't been in Waco for a few years, and I'm I'm excited to be coming back, and especially seeing the new Foster Pavilion. We're excited for you to see it. I think you'll like it. Give us your review after you've done a game in there. But it's it is the home court advantage that our coaches, you know, were hoping it would be so far. So it'll be really cool. I think you'll like it. Looking forward to it, yes, yep, for yep. sure. All right, how about Brittany? Uh, back to Brittany one second. Uh, I remember stories when she was playing, stories from other teams when they were prepare for Baylor. They would have either players or managers that would have brooms, you know, and they would <laughs> hold brooms up, you know, to kind of simulate the best they could, shooting over the outstretched arms of Brittany Griner. Do you remember any stories like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there were – there were teams that were holding up brooms and other things because just her, her length, her reach was so intimidating inside. And you just, you, you barely could get to the paint if you were playing Baylor during that time frame, And so you had to rely on good shooting percentage from outside. And because she was such a force inside, everybody else, you know, was able to pressure and deny on the outside. And, uh, you know, it was just the, the, she anchored a, a pretty incredible team. But, yeah, there were yeah. there's some good stories like that about <laughs> using different ways to be able to simulate her presence. Right. That's funny. Brenda Van Langen, our guest, ESPN uh, women's college basketball play-by-play and color analyst. Okay, you saw Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State uh, on Sunday, so very recently. What are your thoughts about uh, this Baylor team that Nikki Collin has in her third year? I think they're a very talented team, and I know that they had a great run at the beginning of the year. The win over Utah is huge and continues to be huge in their non-conference schedule. Uh, I also had – I was on their broadcast of their game in San Antonio when they beat Miami, which Miami was a team that uh, went through to the Elite Eight last year. So some really big wins in non-conference play. I know that you know they've had some losses here in Big 12 It's kind of part of what the Big 12 is all about, you know, over the years, and especially this year. Kansas was hungry for a win, and then they got them on a bad day in Lawrence, and then going to Iowa State is always tough. And then Kansas State has been pretty remarkable this year. So, you you know, you look at the losses, and they're tough losses, but uh, it's understandable. Um, You know, I think the transfers coming in and adding to the scoring punch, the defensive punch are important. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Andrews is such a good shooter, and she kind of went through a little cold spell, but she seems to be back after that Oklahoma State game. And uh, Fauntleroy and Little Page Bugs, I just I love their energy and what they do. I think it's a good combination of, of players on this team. And, you know, once they figure out how to uh, attack a, a zone defense a little bit better, I think they'll be even more uh, formidable as we go down the stretch here. Yeah. You mentioned the league uh, on the women's side and, and the men's side, but the league this year is just so tough. There's so many good teams. Um, is this, uh, would you say, as tough as it's been in a while on the women's side in basketball, just top to bottom? Well, I think so. And uh, I think with, um, you know, Texas and, and Baylor and, and women's basketball, K-State, Iowa State has all these freshmen that mm-hmm. – they had transfers and graduations, and you just thought, well, they might be down this year. Well, they're right up at the top. And West Virginia with a new coach is, uh, you know, the, all those players that have gone through coaching changes are, are now seasoned veterans, and they're really embracing their new coach. So they're doing well. And uh, Kansas State and Kansas, it, it's, a, it's pretty tough. And then you add in those newcomers, and, you know, that you may – 
be wondering, you know, how they're going to fare, but there's some upset-minded teams there. Cincinnati knocked off Oklahoma State. I know Houston's given teams problems. BYU um, played Kansas State to a two-point game the other day. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's tough everywhere. And, uh, gosh, I didn't even mention Oklahoma and, and, and TCU with the issues they're having, but they've got – gosh, man, I just feel so bad for TCU with the injuries that they've had because they were on such a roll. But – uh, you know they're they're recovering anyway. Just just a lot of talent in the conference, and it's going to be interesting once we get to the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. It's going to be at the T-Mobile Center for the first time, and it's going to be over five days because of the addition of the four teams. It's going to be really interesting once we get everybody all in one place. Oh, that's going to be great. Love love coming to Kansas City, uh, and you know how great that town is around tournament time. And now it's going to be two weeks basically. You know, with the women's tournament leading into the men's tournament. Um, one final thought about Kansas State. Uh, what a great team Jeff Mitty has. What a great season they are having, even without Ioka Lee right now. 20-1, and yeah. 9-0 in the league. They moved up to number two in the nation in the poll yesterday. What a, what a great team that appears to be. Yeah, you know, that it, it happens. I, there are examples over the years observing teams where last year Aoka Lee was out with the injury and all those freshmen that were around her got a year of experience without her. Gabby Gregory transferred in from Oklahoma and they, they took their lumps last year, but they all matured and got better. Well, she returns this year and then they bring in some really nice recruits, a player from Spain that was out last year with an injury. They've got a young freshman from uh, Wichita, Kansas that transferred back home from Louisville and they just have this really good combination of of shooters and speed and grit and toughness and Aoka Lee is out right now with an ankle injury but she's expected back by the end of the season but the fact that they went to Waco and were able to win without Aoka Lee just shows how much talent they have even around her and then you add her to the mix for you know postseason play uh and is such a force inside they They've got it going on, and they beat Iowa yeah. uh, on their home court earlier this year. They they turned around and lost to Iowa on a neutral court, but it was a really close game. So, you know, they've shown they're legit throughout the whole season, and uh, uh, they're, they're really a fun team. And they, you know, they're the ones that are the lead, they are leading the way right now in Big Twelve play. Absolutely. Well, it is great to visit with you. I appreciate your time very much, and uh, we'll see when you come to Waco next month and then in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournaments, men's and women's. Travel safe, and thank you very much for being on with us. Sure, and John, can I mention just one more thing? Sure, sure. So I'm actually producing a documentary series called If Not For Them. It's on, on the origin story of college women's basketball. It's the decades leading up to the year when the NCAA took over and how uh, women's basketball was created uh, by a group of really courageous and, and uh, powerful uh, women that just battled. And um, I have a, um, it's, a, it's set up as a nonprofit, and I have a lot of supporters that are Baylor fans that have made contributions to help make this happen. Uh, and so we are, we've raised uh, uh, most of the money, not all of it. So there are still opportunities if people want to support it, but we are in production mode now. It's going to be a 10 episode series uh, that'll probably be available in about a year or so, but people can still check it out on if not for them.com and learn more about it or on our social media platforms. 
I think people are going to be amazed at the history that's been forgotten or never told. And uh, we're going to make sure I've interviewed over 115 women and the men that supported them from across the country. It's it's just remarkable history. And I just want to make sure uh, I get that out because there's a lot of supporters in your area that have really helped to make this happen. I want to say thank you. Wow, that is great. Thanks for mentioning that. So if not for them dot com would be a place to go and keep up with the progress. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Very good. Thanks very much. Look forward to uh, hearing more about that as you continue through production. Brenda, thanks. Have a great day. All right. Thank you so much. That's Brenda Van Langen, ESPN Women's College Basketball, play-by-play and color uh, analyst. And uh, <laughs> kind of put my foot in my mouth there, Aaron, when I said, how, how much have you done play-by-play? She said, oh, I've been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> but I really I, I think of her more in the analyst role. She's a former coach at right. the University of Nebraska. <laughs> but then Sunday for the uh, Baylor-Oklahoma State women's game, she did play-by-play, and she did a great job. So obviously she's done a ton of play-by-play. That's really cool, that documentary she is working on. Glad to know about that, and uh, that'll be fun to watch that come to uh, fruition i'm guessing so if they go back what year would that have been when women's basketball became an ncaa sport moved from aiaw to women's basketball would have been like early 80s right 80 or 81 yeah Yeah, right around there because my my watermark there is uh, sanja hogue at Mm -hmm. louisiana tech and when she was winning championships there part of championships with leon barmore that was aiaw and uh, then the switch to the NCAA. So that'll be really cool. That'll be very, very fun to watch uh, when that documentary series is completed. All right, thanks to Brenda for being on with us. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Look ahead, wrap things up. All coming up when we come back, wrapping up the 2 o'clock hour this afternoon, get out of town afternoon. We are headed to uh, Orlando, Baylor basketball versus uh, UCF coming up tonight, tomorrow night. What'd you find? The first year of the of a women's team winning an NCAA championship 1982 there you go ah, now you're like right on it. it i like it when i guess correctly <laughs> right I, on actually, it. I did have an idea just you know yeah, yeah. From over the years i would have i said early 80s I yeah we were exactly, both right there so. that's cool great all right we're brought to you in part by the baylor club at mclean stadium since 2014 waco's leading private club the baylor club it's the epicenter of waco's civic social and business communities they are undergoing a major, major renovation right now, and uh, can't wait to see that when that is unveiled at the Baylor Club. You can enjoy panoramic views of the Baylor campus, the Brazos River, downtown Waco. Host your next function with confidence at the Baylor Club and let their certified event planner handle all your requests with ease. They can accommodate groups of most sizes. Check it out. Call the Baylor Club today and inquire about membership 254 710 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. Weather Report. Aaron, you know that. Uh, title song off the album entitled Birdland. That's a good one. We welcome you back. Final segment. Wrap things up. Uh, hand things off to Matt Mosley coming up top of the hour. Uh, Aaron, uh, Nikki Collin coming up, right? Yep. We will talk with Coach Collin as they uh, 
get ready for a big, big game coming up Thursday night that I will luckily be at. Nice. Looking forward to it. Very good. All right. So that and more coming up with Matt Mosley. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. Share some birthdays with you today. It is Greg Nunn's birthday, former Baylor football letter winner. Happy birthday to Greg. It is uh, Holly Page's birthday. Happy birthday to Holly with uh, Heart of Texas FCA. Mm, Looking, scanning, scan. Oh, it's Dwight Johnson's birthday. Dwight out of Waco High and then Baylor football. Great guy. Kind of a, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know how he'd describe it, but kind of a Rain Man type guy. He remembers... um, kind of random facts and birth dates and things like that. It's really, it's really interesting. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he, I don't know how he got that, if he was just born that way, but happy birthday to Dwight Johnson. It is uh, Gwen Morris's birthday. No relation. Although I wish we were happy birthday to Gwen Morris, uh, Jonathan Sibley's birthday today, Jim King's birthday, Clint Musselwhite worked with us uh, in facilities way back so, Aaron, there's the birthdays I have. How about you? Got a few today. We'll start with William Valderrama. He, he of that 70 show fame, also NCIS the last few years. He turns 44. Christian Bale, best known as Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy, turns 50. Charles Dutton, who starred in the Fox sitcom Rock in the early 90s and also uh, was in Rudy. He was the guy that gave Rudy the key oh, yeah. to the... Uh, Locker room where he could sleep in there. Yeah. So, uh, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. That's probably his biggest roles, though. Charles Dutton is 73. Also 73, the great Phil Collins of Genesis and solo fame. Uh, it's it's really sad because he's got so much bad back problems mm. that he can't perform anymore. Oh, he did a right? farewell performance, and he ba- and he sat in a chair and sang. Oh, and, man. you know, it was, yeah, it, it's nice. It was nice that he still got to perform, but, yeah, he's... Uh, He's got degenerative back issues that mm-hmm. are really bad. Uh, he's also one of the foremost, and this is 100% true, he's one of the form, foremost historians on the Alamo on the planet. Really? Yes. Never he, heard that. He is obsessed with it. He huh. has a huge Alamo memorabilia collection, and he knows as much about the Alamo as any living person. Golly, how about that? Yeah, so uh, happy birthday to Phil Collins. And last but not least, before we get out of here, two-time Academy Award winner Gene Hackman. He won. Academy Awards for The French Connection, Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor in Unforgiven. And a fun fact about Gene Hackman, his last movie was Welcome to Mooseport with Ray Romano, where yeah. they were, he was an ex-president running for right. mayor of his old hometown, and yeah. Ray Romano was like a, a carpenter, and they were running against each other. <laughs> he hated the movie so much, he retired and hasn't acted since. Oh, really? That was in the, in the late 1990s. So happy birthday to the great Gene Hackman, 94. Golly. 94 years old. One he of my favorite has, actors. Oh, he's done some great movies. Tremendous. Mooseport, maybe not one of them. No, well, not, not his last <laughs> one. He'll tell you. All right. Very good. Thank you, Aaron. Hey, we appreciate you being with us. Thanks to Brenda Van Langen, who was on with us. Lord willing, we'll come to you tomorrow from Orlando in the 2 o'clock hour. Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Uh, his act's grown a little tired with me, and now he's devolved into some guy like almost trying to get himself fired.